Welcome back to the show and another brand new episode of Tier 3 Podcast. I am the man, the myth, the gravy stain, the beard himself. And this evening, I am joined by the man who needs no introduction, my fellow host, Jay. How are you doing, boss? I'm all right, bud. And I can see that you were very enthusiastic already about the podcast. <laughs> you delivered that intro with such vigour that I thought you might have been having a heart attack. Good day. It's, uh, it's the podcast. Um, I've lost my side. If you think that's exciting, you should hear me after I've had about five energy drinks. It don't change. <laughs> it's poor Joe, I think of. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, oh, that's the spot. Oh, yeah. You're a Welsh boy. You can't do anything without singing in a choir, so, you know. <laughs> but they feel it. That's the difference. They feel it. <laughs> they feel it about eight villages away. <laughs> yep. So we're back with another episode today, and this month is our December episode. So we're going to be a little bit more laid back. We, we've strayed a little bit from our usual format, so we won't be building a team today. Over the last few weeks, we've put a few questions out there on various social media, asking any burning questions that you have, why we play the teams that we play, what the best team is and why it's halflings, any hobby-related podcasts you have, what we've been up to, things like that. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be a little bit different today. Um, let's let's crack on. What have we got today then, Jay? Well, we've got a few things going on today, but yeah, I can't believe this is like episode, we're on episode eight already. I know this isn't a proper podcast episode, but you know, this episode eight, I, I don't feel that we've been going that long, to be honest. It feels like we've only done like two or three of these, perhaps it's just two or three that we've done half decent. Well, we've got people coming back for more content, so we're obviously doing something, right? It's either that or we're boring enough to make them go to sleep. Well, I, I don't care. This is Bud, this is Bud Cabola ASMR. Know, Tier 3 podcast, the new sleeping aid. That's only when you introduce the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, i got to stop that. It's been a while since we've uh, had a podcast episode. We touched on the Necromantic team. We did, yep. So we said there was going to be a few changes to what would be in a, pod, a Spike magazine because we noticed in the rulebook that there is going to be a change for biased ref it could possibly be uh, coaching staff changes and as we all know everyone's going to get their own sporting wizard and the necromantic team didn't disappoint on that front so i picked up my copy b and i know you've held off a little bit haven't you? because you're a bit i'm an r in about them aren't you? yeah the the, the the rules look fine the rules look absolutely fine i'm just not a lover of the gw models to be honest yeah. I would love to see some of the other companies out there that make great miniatures do their take on these. So Grebo mainly, because they do a fantastic range. Um, my bonus won't be happy with me when it comes to uh, to buying Grebo teams next year. What's a bonus, but What's a bonus? <laughs> job. In the spike, we've got uh, infamous coaching staff, which is the professor. And this guy is really interesting because he gives you access to mutations, which necromantic teams don't have so you've got to select d3 players at the beginning it's between step four and five of setting up a game so you know you said you've picked d3 players and they have that skill until the end of the game but then at the end of the game you roll a d6 on a one the experiment was a failure and they miss the next game and they don't keep the uh 
mutation skills. On a 2 to 5, the experiment proved only a short lived success. The player immediately loses the skill, but he gets to play the next game. If you were lucky enough to roll a 6 on any of these people, keep the skill. You would have adjust for the uh, the cost of that player. But if you if you were lucky enough to get, say, a flesh golem with uh, iron art skill, skin, or you could say big mouth as an example, I know, I know that uh, you wouldn't give him big mouth, you would want to give him something uh, hitty. But uh, yeah, it's the chance now that you can give give them a possible permanent mutation. It makes it even more, you know, special on our team. I really like that. Yeah, I like, I love it because it's you've got a chance with the actual Sylvanian spotlight rule that you can kill one of their players and then possibly bring it back as a thrall. And then you've got this as well that gives you gives you like possible permanent mutations. I'm not saying definitely because you've got to roll a six, but it gives you a lot of character for that team. Is you not yeah. you're not going to get two teams exactly the same. Yeah, I really like it. It's, it's very thematic of horror. Creation creatures being mutated as they would in horror films i really like that yeah. again through a professor and experiments it's, it's really thematic i think it, unlike other teams that usually have access to mutations so things like your chaos teams your underworld teams where you can build around those mutations so for instance big hands claws two heads like claw palm he's it, it, been on this like for how many years now chaos teams the first thing you go for claw 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 yeah. whereas like now with this you can't sort of preempt your build by going i'm definitely going to give this guy this definitely good and even then even if they get it they might not be guaranteed to keep it which i think is quite yeah. cool it's it's some free i don't want to say free skills because obviously you have to pay for your professor but it's a way of getting like you say something different every game once you've paid your fast cost in a league it's it's i wouldn't mind paying the cost if i can turn around and go don't know what i'm going to give um i'm going to give uh my ghoul claw or whatever and then you think oh that's a bit of fun let's have a laugh with that one it could it could be interesting for a game game or two and then you've got that chance then of oh shit that's actually a permanent skill and people have got to you know people yeah. have got to be weary of that like and it's really good and we're talking about cost it's 130,000 gold pieces so it's not cheap and it's not overly expensive it's it's a mid-season i would say that's... It, it is yeah yeah there's star players that, that bring less the board for more gold exactly exactly so going on from that and then they've um, got the sporting wizard as a what they call it a wicked witch so they've got the zap skill which we all know that's turned the player into a frog and sometimes depending on the player the frog could be better especially when they got a two plus ability <laughs> and long legs they, they're gonna get out of trouble they could squish it you like but uh you know they're quite an agile player like that's not gw keeping slan in secretly is it by turning into a frog don't say that because i don't want to get people offended by that <laughs> The second spell is Plague Awards, which you roll a D6 on a three plus the player the player that you've chosen hit with a massive wart on a one or a two, it doesn't affect them. It minus ones to the movement, the strength and agility. Ooh. But in addition to that, it gives them disturbing presence and foul appearance. So they might not be able to do anything, but you don't want to go near them either. And that's yeah. until the end of the drive. It's a bit of a miss. I feel like that gives as much as it takes away. Yeah. For hundred and fifty thousand gold pieces. I'm I'm a little bit skeptical on that one but what's interesting is the uh, witch can be used in old world classic teams as well as Sylvania Spotlight and Underworld Challenge and I believe old world classic could be uh, human teams as well Yep. so you you can have a dirty team that's hired a witch so there you go it's, yeah. you know we've got um, we've got a little bit of overlap now it's not just I'm going to get my fireball wizard or I'm not going to get my I'm too much of a goody two shoes wizard so it's a nice little change I do like that I know I'm speeding through 
it because I feel that we owed the listeners who listen to uh, our necromantic coverage the chance to talk about these. What can I say? I think those two additions to the uh, Spike magazine is really good. You know, it's, it makes it very thematic. It paves the way for the rest of the Blood Bowl 2020 updates now. Yeah. So it, it makes me excited to see that they are ready to personalise you know the type of uh, staff as well it's going to be it's going to be an interesting uh, season I think this is going to be I agree speaking about the uh, spike though I'm going to say it's very hit or miss I, I know you were going to probably pick it up at some point personally I, I think they've as well as what they've done with giving us extra rules because there's how to play in a spooky cap so you've got all like nighttime rules for like weather the system and there's a very good necromancer system as well where they can steal your money which I think is quite interesting so you know what I'm going to say now it's the big push to get the cards because of the ease of access because you don't want to be flicking through a book and you don't want to have a hundred books open just for one star player as well as your team but my gripe is that they are going to keep the cards unlimited yep. because after a certain run you can't find these cards anywhere and that's the shit end of what GW does they do a lot of things right but they also do a lot of shitty things because I think the second hand uh, dice thing that's going on at the moment that's it, it tickles me something chronic but pissing me off at the same time when you can see clear dice because they are GW dark elf dice and they're going for like 60 quid and it used to piss me off when you'd see the Horus Heresy dice because they were another one like you could get Iron Warrior ones for like 90 quid 90 quid and they, these are like 18 pound dice it, it's ridiculous so hopefully now GW will you know pull up their socks a bit and make make it uh, accessible now for everyone and keep in the, the dice and the cards open for longer really but uh, we're probably asking too much on that front well they're not in the um, special club uh, play deck so I would imagine that we're going to get a separate deck for the star players then. yeah yeah well personally I think what they're going to try and push now is if you get the spikes they're going to turn around and say well three, three of them are going to be uh, in the rule book so you've got to refer to the rule book and then they're going to say oh well you've got to look through either the spike or they're going to pick up the team cards for the rest of them so they're going to catch over a barrel with them anyway so what are you going to do in a... yeah but um, I think they, they've moved away from the uh, who's the big pack of what they do before 24 star player cards and then they started making a brand new load of different star players so that card pack was null and void anyway because they started um, making new guys hey, oh, each of their opinion and mine's always shit <laughs> yeah but that's what we're here for uh, well yeah well that's how necromantic talk done right that's how I intro to necromantic finito so now we're going to say thank you to everyone because this is going to be episode eight, so we've taken up eight months of your time, and we've had li- we've had a lot of listeners, we've had a lot of feedback, and we've had a lot of people getting in touch and saying saying how much they enjoy and what we can improve on, and still enjoy, but you know you can improve possibly be get being a bit more excited and me not rambling <laughs> as much. I saw your pitch jiggle then. <laughs> But anyway, so I want to say thank you to everyone who has supported us this year, and it's it's been a load. And to name a few, I'm going to say thank you to Shaolin Chainsaw. I'm going to say thank you to Blood Bowl Grud. I'm going to say thank you to the Ginger Noob, Dan Meller. I'm going to say thank you to Ian and friends at Up and Under for allowing us to advertise that that's ongoing online because they got in contact with us after episode one. And I want to say thank you to Hogs of War. They saw what we were doing as a podcast and 
wanted to work with us and yeah i just i can't believe the feedback we've had and i just want to say say thank you to everyone who listens you've made this podcast exactly what it is today and it's not just the two of us talking shit it's two of us talking shit to people so well i i I echo those thoughts jay again those people thank you very much there's a few more thanks that i want to throw out there thank you to liam and the two drunk flings for inducting us into the britain's brain trust which you'll see us on every every month when that comes up thank you to everybody who's given us feedback positive negative it all goes to bringing you a better podcast thank you to every single person that's listened and we're still amazed that so many people have listened quick maths eight episodes we've done approximately a third of a day so if you've listened to every single episode so far in the last eight months you spent a third of a day listening to me jay and griff when he's been around waffling about blood bowl again from me and if griff was here from him thank you very much we're hoping to keep this going and without you guys without blood bowl there wouldn't be this podcast so thank you very much yeah it's uh i just want to echo that again i i don't know what to say altogether i don't know whether i sound like i'm being false but i don't mean to be it's I just I am overwhelmed really by how much the community has come together and yeah. supported us. I just want to say thank you. And like you said, we want to say thank you to Liam for allowing us to sit at the big boys table, I would say. Yeah, exactly. We're we're, we're two guys that <laughs> That, that, that live in caves in South Wales yeah. we're passionate about Blood Bowl we know you guys are and whenever we've got together and talked about Blood Bowl we can talk iron leg off a donkey until about 2 o'clock in the morning with a pint and I know you guys can and that's that's what makes it special we all have a passion for yeah. this you know, we all have opinions some might be garbage namely mine some might not be but we're here for fun and you know we don't take blood bowl too seriously we don't take each other seriously. each other too seriously but the <laughs> comments that we get from you guys and the feedback we get from you guys we do so every single person and there's something that stuck with us from episode one was it sounds like two guys down a pub having a chat and i think that's been the feedback that stuck with us positive right from the start that we want to keep it that way yeah. want to sound like we're sat down the pub having a pint that's how we keep it going yeah it's because people feel that relaxed about it i kind of hoping that that have stepped so i want to go back to the brain trust thing because i'm still shocked about it because we are sat there with some big podcast really on the blood bowl yeah. scene we've, we've got two two dice uh one one uh, um, two guys, one dice cap, sorry. We've got anything but a one. We've got the two drunk flings. And then we got like the Fumble uh, podcast coming on to it as well. And I, I feel like we've kind of come in through the back door. <laughs> It feels like you don't know when you were, when you've seen the backstage and it's like uh, oh the door's slightly open let's just sneak in and then yep. people think oh they might they might actually be, should be there and it just feels like shit this is the big boys table I got to sound like I know what I'm doing and I haven't got a fucking clue what I'm on about so because these guys are on the tournament scene for years and we are not we are like no. fuck about league people yeah I can't believe we're, we're too two idiots really and we're allowed to talk to the big boys and talking about the big boys i also want to say thank you to ben over at the bonehead podcast who gave me a lot of advice at the beginning i know we had advice from liam as well but on setup and everything ben was very instrumental to me because i t- i used to talk to ben quite regular on uh, twitter he's busy he's busy at the moment because he's got a hundred youtube videos out and he's got the podcast he's got everything going on at the moment so i was thankful to have a bit of his time and he explained everything to me so i want to say thank you to ben because without these people the podcast wouldn't have been what it is because we only thought of this i would say at the beginning of the year really yeah and it's all came about if we're being honest because perfect storm when it was locked down 
we were yep. supposed to be going to a tournament together and I needed a distraction this year because unfortunately my father lost his battle with cancer and passed away June time. So I needed a distraction if I'm truthful. So the podcast and the setup for it was a good was a good distraction for me. But not only that, it introduced me to some amazing people that are in the community i I don't know how to explain it it's just i've never been in such a nice community before it's like mostly like when i used to play 40k is it that's quite that could be quite a poisonous uh, yeah the, the 40k and 30k communities can be at times you paint something the wrong color and they just like tramp on chips like they're, they're, they're all yeah. over whereas blood bowl is it's a little more relaxed and it's it's more beer and pretzels exactly so i want to say thank you because of that because you this podcast and the community got me through a very tough time this year so thank you again but enough waffling we've explained how this started we've gone over the necromantic well dlc i call it it's just a little bit of a freebie so shall we crack on with a little bit of news we shall right so the little bit of news is the new season of blood bowl 2020 is here it is finally landed on people's doorsteps and i've got a box beard you got you a box i've got a box well you've got a box it didn't come in very good condition really it didn't the the, the box was damaged the poster was damaged the book was damaged uh, well yeah gw sort me a new book at least you know they have got in contact and sorted that out you know i hope everyone else has had a good experience with it i'm hoping be and you were a one-off and i don't mean there's nasty I, like, no I, I, I i'm hoping it's a one-off because it's it, it is a nice boxer and it's it's a shame i think people have had it ruined by deliveries or what have you what i will say contrary to what a few people have commented on various social media groups not all podcasts got theirs early me and jay had to sit there behind our letterboxes like a kid at christmas waiting for the postman another day yeah, go by another no blood bowl or oh, again itchy when when he didn't turn up I, i'm not quite sure whether people realized it was me on the uh tier because i'm tier 3j on facebook because i'm finally on facebook <sighs> to be honest but it annoyed me to be honest because i had to go on facebook because i wanted to see what the scene the the scene was but last time i was on facebook i was doing it for the pod uh, for the uh, youtube channel that i used to have and they were said within two minutes i was a bot and the fucking nerve of it you got zuckerberg saying that other people are bot when he looks like data's love child <laughs> oh my fucking word man anyway so i've actually managed to be on there i think about three weeks something like that and i think i've kind of kept it bare minimum on the main page not to draw the fucking eye of zuckerberg but i think a few of my things have been uh, deleted from the war the war on the Warhammer community, the Blood Bowl community page, because uh, it, it's like you swore to be copyright, but never mind, live and learn. Yeah, and I'll carry on doing what I'm doing anyway. So I don't, I'll never fucking learn. Anyway, we didn't have our copy early, and I, I think two weeks before, I took a photo of the door and I, I waited patiently. As soon as delivery day, I, I was ready to fucking tackle the postman when he walked past. I, I was that desperate to get it. Mine turned up while I work, and the missus come running upstairs. I had to have a good sort of fifteen minutes private time with that box before uh, before i went back to work <laughs> so it wasn't busted it was just a lot of jizz on it like and you just randy marsh that fucker like didn't know yeah uh, just don't tell gw that <laughs> i think so far the pair of us have uh 
We, we've built our Black Oak teams, haven't we? Yeah, built my Black Oak team, my humans team, my pitch, dugouts, templates, dice, that's all going up for sale. I, I haven't got around to that yet. So if you need copies, drop us a message because at least one of us will have a copy of something for sale, apart from the Black Oak teams. So yeah, I we built the Black Oaks. Varag was a twat to build. I haven't built Varag yet. A lovely model, don't get me wrong, and the detail's great, but just the positioning of the horns on the sides of the face was a ball. The angles they've used when they show you the exploded design in the, the, the building instructions, like for the upper torso, shoulders, neck bit, if they turned the angle like 15 degrees in any other direction, it would have made sense. The angle they've done it on, you have to look about six steps ahead and at the picture on GW's website to go, ah, so it goes that way because another bit goes over the top of one bit and another bit goes at the side and you can't work it out. The the tusks, you think sort of drop right down and not, they're actually on the sides of, yeah, it just it was a pain the ass like the troll was fiddly because of so many bits but the varag model was just a pain in the ass because the, the the angles they've used just weren't great and i've seen a lot of social media posts and a lot of whatsapp groups i'm in have said exactly the same it got to a point of like fire raptor level of frustration i don't know see because mine went together pretty pretty sweet and uh the troll got went together i think it was only one bit that i was a bit unsure of and that was the foot yeah the, the troll i really enjoyed building i still don't like the fact that you like, don't get me wrong i'm thankful that i've got a troll now and I, I don't have to pay for an extra big big guy and i think i've worked it out i've got enough of a team now i might actually be able to drop one or two goblins but i've got a legal team just straight out of the box i can wait a little bit for varag because i think if we went down the tournament route if they keep to the current team roster value tier two would, might not be able to afford star players that's my opinion but uh no it's quite a tasty team i've got mine undercoated so when this podcast is edited, there will be paint flying on my desk. I've been working on a uh, shambling undead team, paint-wise, just for something a little bit different. Well, joys of uh, editing, but it takes time. <laughs> It, it, it kills me because I want to hobby, but if I don't do it one night, that's another couple of hours I've got to put in another time, and I can take yeah. it a weekend, and then I don't want to do that. Especially now when we've got the podcast unite going on once a month as well. The one what I'm not looking forward to is the bias refs because they look like they could be fiddly fuckers. I don't know. They look quite quite nice little models. You no, know, it's more the fact is they don't look like they've got locking ends. They look like they just they look like they flat plastic yeah. rubbing against each other. So if you haven't got like plastic cement, they're gonna be a bitch too old. I don't know. Anyway, but I've seen a lot of uh, Griff conversions now to get rid of his fucking pigeon. His <laughs> flying rat thing. Oh, dude. It's, don't get me wrong. If it was a, a model like a one-off, and this was just like he wasn't gonna be. It was just something you could be put on the sideline i would say oh yeah it's a nice model i'll put it together but you've got to think now i'm going to have to transport that if i ever want to use griff and that's a lot of bloody yeah. feathers and that's a stupid bird so i kind of wish they use the old griff because I, I didn't see anything wrong with that model well, to be honest. not even that if they wanted to go down the route of having the bird as part of the model all they had to do is in the artwork have griff sort of stood there trophy in front of him one foot raised up on the trophy and the eagle or whatever bird it is sat next to her on the lip of the trophy in the artwork you, you do that as your cartoon character but then you do the model without it and then the little tokens that they've made as like your little turn counters or whatever you have that as the trophy and the bird together so yeah. that when you put them next to each other it looks like the artwork because like you say that's going to be a bollock to transport it'd be like the white scars biker captain they did with the death watch where he's got like a pole and then there's a 
bird sat on top of the comms pole. Like, the comms pole is going to fall off at the lightest sneeze anyway. Never mind the bird on top that's going to wobble about every time you move. I just think it's poor design. They haven't thought about transportation there. Well, that's the thing. You think uh, GW think thinks about the uh, tournament scene. They don't give a shit about the tournament scene. They think people are playing at home. They don't think that uh, people people have got to go to shops to actually have space or they to actually see their friends. They've got to meet them halfway by going to different venues. Like, you know. But, yeah, the box set is here. The new season is here. For the rule book, mine as much as mine turned up damage I'm loving the A4 proper hardback book oh yeah a proper hardback book like the little A5 flimsy book that we got with the last edition and with the coaches and book I think I used mine half a dozen times when the star player pages is falling out and yours is falling apart and mine's not even stuck together anymore yeah I, I think that in itself is worth the 30 quid for the size yeah. of the book and the quality of it, admittedly, mine was, like I said, damaged. But for what you get, compare that to what we used to get, way, way, way better quality. Oh, it's, uh, it's a cracking little uh, book, but And since we last recorded as well, there's been a Team of Legends PDF that's come out from GW as well. Everyone's been updated now for the new season. And we won't, we won't go into a year, all of it. I would say winner, Amazon team. Yep. Agreed. They've, they've got good agility. They've got all their previous skills and their throw was pretty good. The Norse have lost the access to leader straight off the bat. My biggest loser, and you've heard me bitch about this endless times because of the Punga miniatures that we got coming to us next year, it's the Vampires because instead of Bloodlust, now they've been given Animal Savagery and I think that is probably more dangerous than Bloodlust. Yep, totally agree. Don't get me wrong, it's a case of you're the Blitz with them because they are Blitzers you get the plus two on the roll. So if you roll a two and you get the plus two, the action is going through. But then if that's the case, right, and you've given them animals, why give them a three plus pass as well, knowing that it's, it's going to fail the majority of the time? Why didn't they just like just give the Thralls and the, the Vampire Blitzers just a four plus pass? Because the one, ones that you're going to want to pass with and the ones that have got access to pass are the ones that you don't want to pass with. Yep. I don't know about you, I've played a bit of Vampires, granted it's online. People say, that it's a it's an in hand team and you've got a movement but it's you keep the ball in hand you don't throw it I've had a lot of success throwing with the team no vampire teams have been kicked in the dick hard with a wooden stake I I agree with that I I think I think there's there's some very good vampire players out there that I've seen already comment in saying that they've been killed off pardon the pun with that rule just animal savagery has done the damage I wouldn't be surprised if this team's a legend PDF is a case that everything else has been play tested to an extent and this was a case of they just wanted to get the rules out there so you could run the teams until the spikes come out when they've had more time at play test than between the start of the edition and when their spike comes out I think the first spike that comes out that involves one of these teams a legend will tell us if that's going to be the case with vampires because whichever one comes out first if they make a tweak to it you know that they'll be doing that to them all and I'm hoping that it is just a case of yeah we've just done we've just chucked this on there to get them out there so you can play with them for now until you get because they're there are people online who play just chuffs or they play just Norse so I think that they've looked at the feedback they've had through Blood Bowl 2 and seen what people play regularly and gone well some people fiercely play their race and that's it and I think that's why they've tried to keep them going whether we'll get an update or not we might never get one but I think that it'll be a case of the first spike that comes out involving a team of legend if they make tweaks to that I think we can hope that they'll tweak the vampires to either make animal savagery not quite as 
as bad through Nerata, or there'll be some other rule that supersedes it that does something else that's not as bad. They might they might drop animal savagery on them and give them something similar to the old bloodlust again. Or I don't know, but I think the first spike with a team of legend will tell us if they're prepared to do that or not. Yeah, it's going to be interesting now because... I think if we look through the rule book, I think all the teams that are listed in there have got like models out for them now, haven't they? Yes. The, the only things that haven't got models now are certain star players, and we kind of think Half Elm is coming soon because of the teasers on the Warhammer community page. But it could be a case now of brand new teams coming next year, the Team of Legends coming out. But perhaps it's given them opportunity now because there's got to be something done about the chaos now, haven't they? Because they've said now for Doom Lords. That you've got to pick an alignment at the yep. moment. You either go undivided or Nurgle because they're the only ones that got plague doctors, additional staff, and so on. Yeah, yeah, and rules. So perhaps beginning of next year, we might see a chaos edition. I think that's absolutely right. Well, I'm kind of hoping because I, it gives us that extra variety, doesn't it? And this yeah. is only speculation. Don't, I hope nobody's listening to this and thinking it's gospel. We don't know anything. We've proven that over eight episodes. We haven't got a clue. <laughs> but I'm hoping they've taken the time and perhaps we're going to see some extra chaos aligned teams or a spike that's gone you go this is the chaos edition you've got yep. a section for Nurgle you've got a section for Slanesh Zinch Korn <coughs> Malice he's gone but copyright killed him off I think you're absolutely right they, they've left that so open for them to do something with it would be a shame if they didn't and that's yeah. the thing It's you look at everything else and you're right we can speculate about star players that may come they may go we can speculate about rule changes to teams of legend but that you look at the rules for it and the fact that you have to choose an alignment you look at every other game that they produce that involves chaos there is an alignment for a god everywhere and I think it's the most open thing that we can sit and speculate on because there is no like you look at everything else and we've had a definitive on things you know games workers said we won't produce rules for models that we don't have anymore and they've done that with 40k and AOS by getting rid of characters that they don't have any more models for so you're right star players we haven't seen the official models for yet but look at the Zolt model we've had we've had the Treeman model I think more of those are to come the big guys star players but with that I think it's such an open big thing that you're right I think we'll see a Slaneshi equivalent of a Plague Doctor we'll see a Corn equivalent of a coach we'll see an additional Corn staff member to make up for them not having a wizard so it might be that they you know they, they have a star player that it does something similar that gives you an advantage either at the start or the end of your turn I like a wizard but without using magic in inverted commas it'll be more a case of they will you know if, if somebody stood by the, the I don't know as, as an example if somebody stood by the, the sidelines they'll get a free punch to knock somebody down just as an example because he stood on the sidelines you know that would be cool I got a feeling they'll have like the version of uh, Heady Brew and mm. it'd be something it'd be something like give them frenzy or whatever if they haven't yeah. got friend, if they haven't got frenzy so you know it's something that could be coming which could be interesting I would actually don't know what summer I reckon we'll have uh, a chaos spike I'm hoping otherwise I'm going to look like a complete and at the dick but that is Christmas so I'm going to put that up on the wall now I, I think uh, that's fair I think you look at the release schedule the next big thing is usually in about
about three months time and I think that'll be a consolidation of everything that's come out that'll be a, an errata that'll be maybe a couple of big guy models I think mm. six months is enough time for it to bed in for them to if restrictions lift have a couple of events it'll be time for Blood Bowl 3 beta to have come out with the same rule set same star players and so on and they'll have had enough time for feedback like you say to have built something and tested it and given it a go whether it'll be a full chaos edition or just one chaos variant team knowing games workshop i would imagine it they wouldn't drop three teams in one spike well you don't know but, but they dropped no uh, may, they dropped, maybe they dropped they dropped mixed teams didn't they together they did but that was that was mixed teams whereas chaos teams i can imagine what they might do what do you think about it that's mixed teams and that was two new teams and that's true i don't true. i don't so are you I able to still buy it. those teams anymore though well the, the rats and the goblin i don't think can. you can and the old, old world alliance you can't can you have i missed something out yet i'm having a look on the blood bowl uh, website now i don't think you can buy old world alliance no more no you can't buy old world alliance anymore they're in the rule book but you can't buy them anymore you can't buy underworld either oh there you go and is people realize that there was a fucking awful set then isn't it? obviously yeah, but I, what i can see them doing is when they do the big quarterly reveal on the warhammer community twitch live stream i can see them announcing all three but then the next three monthly spikes to get their money's worth they'll drop a team their cards their dice in one spike a team cards and dice in the next spike yeah perhaps we're over speculating anyway main point of this was we were going to call it christmas and chill because we wanted to chill we've spoken some random shit so i think it's time that i open up with a few questions that we've been asked so be yeah. are you ready as i'll ever be here we go then i am going on to our page so i asked people in our tier three podcast group page on facebook what the, what would they want to ask us basically ben kingsley asked when creating a Blood Bowl team, do you choose a race first or get an idea of what of what you want your colours and play style to be? So do you have an idea of what you want to play and what colours and then choose a team or do you have the team in mind? For me, it depends. If I'm playing online because I've got all the teams online and you can just click through the colours, I've probably watched a lot of people playing a team on Twitch and gone, oh, actually, that's that seems quite a fun way to play. I'll give it a go. And then I'll probably spend six games playing against the AI, which is like beating up the disabled kid. And then go online and lose my first four games and not play them again. When it comes to tabletop, especially lockdown, what have you, I don't get as many games in as I want, so I tend to buy teams and paint them up when I come round to them. I want something of everything, if that makes sense, so I'd like one of every team eventually. Turning around what I've got on my shelf at the minute, in terms of teams, I have my Impact Mini Scotlings team, I've got a Dwarf team, Lizardmen team. The Lizardmen team I bought based on a painting idea, so this one I actually had an idea for painting before I bought them. Snotling team, the Black Orc team, obviously, got the Undead team, uh, and I'll have a Humans or Nobility team on the way, and a Vampire team on the way. I think the only thing really that I'm missing there is some form of Chaos team, which I haven't decided whether that'll be Nurgle or regular Chaos yet, and some form of Elf team. Again, I haven't decided which yet. Then I've sort of got most of them covered before I start picking the rest of them up. My Lizardmen team, the idea behind that was I had an idea that each player would actually be a statue that was lost in the jungle, so I've bought like tank trap world war ii tank traps and they're all going to be mounted on these tank traps like the, the concrete pillars with like forest and moss growing up over the base of the tank trap and onto the model itself and they'll look like quite mossy and like quite degraded and have chip bits off and missing fingers the ends of tails so it looks like they've been lost there for centuries and then they awaken when the fans of blood bowl summon this team and that was the paint idea i had before i got them probably got about eight of them undercoated one half paint 
painted, one like column on a base, like, something I'll get around to eventually. So it's a mix for me. I'm more a fan of collecting than I am painting and playing, but that's the playing I will get around to when we're allowed to go out again, and I fully intend to. I need to restart my year of the fling again. As I'm a member of the Fling Nation, I want to get my Fling Nation achievements in of various things, so I need to get on top of that. So I'm aiming for a game of Fortnite at minimum in person when we can do. But what about you, Jay? Where do you stand with painting and designing teams and what have you? Well, as I've said previously, I don't get a lot of chance to paint, but I don't tend to like fielding uh, unpainted minis. Fair. If I pick a team, it's more to do with like the aesthetic because it doesn't bother me a play style because I, th- I feel you've got to adapt to that team. That's how I like to look at it because I've played, well, you know this, I've played a number of teams. I've got Pro Elves, I've got Wood Elves, I'm giving a dark elf team away i've got my halflings got i got a orc team so there's a number of uh, play styles within that mix and on top of that i play chaos so that's another that's was it that's three three or four different styles because you've got to like yeah. take into account mutations with chaos and then it, do i want to play hard or do i want to be passing you know it's that type of thing but it's more to do with do i like the model and then if i like yeah. the model i will end up painting it and then once i've painted it then it'll come to the club with me then my halflings took about a week I, I don't think I'd left the table properly. I think I only just about got to work. <laughs> I enjoyed those models. They were bitches to paint, like, because they're tiny. But yeah. don't get me wrong, I'm not the best painter either. A lot of the time I spent was probably correcting what I was doing. But yeah, if I like the model, I will pick it up and then paint it. And then I worry about playstyles later. I, I'm quite straightforward. Owen Croswella. I hope I said his name right. What double skill should I give a tree man? And why is it leap? Well, first off, it's leap. It should always be leap. Let's have a look, see what they can have first. So, under the new rules. Right, so, double skills on an altern forest tree man, as they're now known. Secondary, agility, general, and passing. So, for me, nerves of steel, because that would remove the modifiers to be marked when you're passing your halfling, which, as any halfling coach knows, that is priority number one on how to get your halflings up or down the field without using any movement or if you have the ball going for a one-turn touchdown. So Nerves of Steel for me is probably going to be your primary if you're going to go for a passing skill. As a left field option, I take Fumble Ruski because you know there's going to be a game where your Treeman is going to root and somehow he's going to end up with the ball and you're not going to be able to do anything. Still won't be able to do anything with him. Oh, you still won't. For Moldowski is you put the ball down when you're moving the player. The other, the other what I'd go with then, as, as much as we don't really go with Blodge, I, this is another one that I'm a bit dubious about throwing everything because you see it everywhere. Tackle, because the amount of people that want to get away from your treatment, it, the amount of times I play games and people are moving stuff away from the treatment to get away from it attacking. That For me, those are what I would go with. I know we say not to, but Dodge, dodge on a tree man. I'm sure if people are trying to get away from a tree man, shouldn't you put shadowing on it? Shadowing would be a good one to take. Shadowing tree man, it's just as good as a leap. It is. I mean, I've I've never seen somebody take a leap on a on a tree man. Why should you take a leap on a tree? Because no one expects it. It's like the Spanish Inquisition. On top of that, shadowing because again, Spanish Inquisition time. No one you fucking expects it. The true leader of any skill. That you should be giving anybody is jump up. We let let us all remember jump up is still yep. a beast, especially on a low movement piece like a tree man. Yeah, and do you know what? If you really want to fuck around, sidestep. He ain't moving, but if you move, he's going wait. Yeah, I th- I think the top two skills out of what we've suggested there: jump up for a start off and nerves of steel. I think they're going to be your most two useful skills. Nerves of steel because people are going to think they're going to one turn. I've got to get something next to the tree, but if you've got nerves of steel, it don't matter. It don't matter. You can walk your cage forwards into tackle zones with other players. 
players and throw from there, it's not going to be a problem. As Sky Blue Monty does all the time, nerves of steel is amazing on a tree. What I told Owen was, some say, who would want a ninja tree man? But legends ask, why not? Well, that's my my official opinion on that one. Steve O'Burton has asked, what is your favourite takeaway and why is it kebabs? Also, what's your favourite tier three team? Plenty of chilli sauce, plenty of garlic mayo, all the salad, make it extra large, because why not? What you should do, a mixed sheesh, which is like all of the meat, lettuce, cucumber, onions, don't worry about the uh, tomatoes, because they just get in the way. That's fair. And then it's the, uh, the mint mayo. That is the perfect oh, nah, kebab. Nah. Swap out the mint mayo for co- for coleslaw. Oh no no! I've just given you the proper kebab there, but that's that's a true legendary kebab that is. And my favourite tier three team, obviously, is Halflings because they are everyone's favourite underdogs. Why as I like to call them goblins with good PR. Yep. But on top of that, then my other favourite for tier three is the Ogre Wizard. Simple. He makes the team. I reckon. I, for me, again, my my halfling are my favourite tier 3 team and I've already mentioned it once Impact Mini Scotlings 80 quid team I managed to get for 20 quid off eBay because one of them's missing a leg my my second favourite team I'm going to go Goblins just for all the secret weapons because I think not just the GW and Forge World range but other companies ranges as well you get some really fun looking miniatures with the Goblins I've actually told the missus my birthday in April she's buying me the full team with all the secret weapons Fuck you. If, if, if any listeners taking a hint if they want to buy me a team as well April's the time to do it no fucking wants to buy you a team they don't but no uh, for me goblins just just for the for, for the fun models i'm actually planning on painting my black oak team and when i decide on the theme that's going to carry over to my goblins and onto my regular oak team when i eventually mm. buy those teams so I haven't made a start on those yet because I haven't decided what I'm going to do with the goblins, which is going to be the main focus of the three. Okay. So I hope that answers your question. We've had a few more then. Uh, what's your favourite team and why is it ogres? Uh, what is your favourite team, but why is it halflings? So I kind of hope that we've uh, answered those questions. We've also got a question from Liam and Tom. I said, why have they made Chauves passing six plus when they when they have been the dwarf equals in the past editions? Because who gives a flying fucks about PDFs? That's the answer. Fair. And then I had somebody ask me, why do I love Florida Man stories? And the answer for that is, it's kind of fucking legendary. They can be the most mundane thing, but Florida Man in there, he makes it extraordinary. I'm a little bit biased on that one, I think. How can you top a story, like when it says, Florida Man teaches kids the birds and the bees, but, you know, he's half naked on a roundabout fucking tail, and I'm like, you know, it's that type of shit. Like, every, like, every story that starts with Florida Man, if you said... Jay went down the pharmacist it'd probably be a boring story if you started yeah. off with Florida man went down the pharmacist you know it's going to be an epic story and you know it's going to yeah. be a situation that you'd either get arrested for and do jail time for or somebody's going to buy you a round of drinks when you turn up to the pub and say you've just done it so yeah it's, it's proper like if you add Florida man to a story it's like oh shit what's the worst I can do on GTA yeah. it's, uh... and only Florida man can get away with these things oh no Florida woman can get away with this thing as well, well Wow. Florida person. Uh, I, I'm going to have to bring back the Florida man uh, end of the show. Show it's fucking amazing, but because I still remember, like what was it? The first one I saw was Florida man eats homeless man's face. <laughs> mid-afternoon bender mid-afternoon he ate an homeless man's face you know it, it wasn't even like you know the end of a night I was like oh, do you know what I'm going to start the fucking day off with homeless man's nose in my mouth <laughs> oh, they're fucking savage man and I don't think they realise how savage they are they're fucking amazing man I don't think any world war would ever kick off if you told any opposition to America that on the front line is just Florida men everyone just turned hell and fucking leg him man I think that's, I think that's what happened uh, in the 
Nevada, it was, uh, you know, we had that monolith. Necrons were on their way. Knew that Florida Man wasn't far away, and they fucked off again, haven't they? Because the monolith had disappeared again, now, haven't they? Florida Man has stood there in his trucker cap, his white string vest, and his mullet. He's opened a beer, stood in the back of his pickup truck, and he's gone, I'm going to Nevada. Belched, <laughs> thrown his beer can out, and by the time he's got to Nevada, Necrons have gone, fuck, and disappeared. The problem is, though, you, you kind of mix them up full states and Ramsey Nesbitt and that, then. <laughs> We get confused over American geography. Americans would come to Britain and every five miles there's a different accent and a different way of like dressing your kebab or your chip shop. So they probably think we're just as weird and strange as they are. We do things properly and then they've taken it and fucked it up. Well, yeah. The English language for starters. I think we've gone on long enough now, but haven't we? We've talked about necromantic add-ons. Yep, we've gone through the Q&As. So I think what we're going to do now is we're going to take a little break and when we come back we're going to do what we got plans for next year and if people agree and if people want to add to any plans and it's going to be an end of the show show which has now been decided it's going to be exactly the same same as the end of the show show that brought us in it's going to be a Florida person man. Florida person it is I hope we haven't rambled on too much it isn't a six hour podcast like some people have done but we'll see you after the break Shemai and welcome back to the Tier 3 podcast. This is the end of the show and what we've got planned now is we've got information from Manifested Miniatures, the team behind Reserved Roosters. We've got what we want to plan for 2021 and see if you guys have got any extra ideas. But also we are going to end the show how... We came into 2020, and that was with Florida Man. So, Bied, are you excited for go- returning to Florida Man? It's Florida Man, a sequel. Of course I am. Florida Man 2, Electric Boogaloo. But before we get into that, Manifested Miniatures have informed me now that they have got a few new web pages. On their website now, you can buy SDL files. So, if you go to weprintminiatures.com and you search for Manifested Miniatures on there, you can have them print miniatures for you, and that's UK-based. If you go to pixelflows.com and look for Manifested Miniatures, that's US-based, as well as manifestedminiatures.com. That's the three sites he's working off at the moment. So there's a UK-based one, a US-based one, and they've got the site direct. And again, like I've said, not only can you buy the teams, you can also buy the STL files. So you could buy, buy the, the files and adjust them accordingly. And I think the Reserved Roosters are an amazing team, and I don't know whether you've seen them beard, but they are a goblin team that is probably scared of the colonel from KFC. They are mean, green, feathered, egg-flinging machines. And I think they actually got a lot of character. Have you seen these? I have. They look amazing. I really like these. On top of that, now they are telling us that they've got dice for sale. So personalise your team even further by having reserved rooster dice and i believe he's got bags and everything coming so check out the web stores get involved if he has got a subscription button on those pages click them because i think he's got a ton of ideas coming for next year and you don't want to miss out because the roosters are amazing and things can only get better for him in 2021 so 
we are excited to see that happen and i hope you guys are excited to see that as well so let's do what the community does and pull together for it do you agree with that Beard? i do i do anything we can do to keep this community going and uh, keep interest in new projects i'm all for that that's the one thing i do like about the blood bowl community is there is an abundance of third party that keeps everybody interested and i want to say thank you again not only to the people who have listened but to the people who have contacted us like manifested miniatures and have expressed interest in working with us to get the information out there you know we can talk about these products as much as we can any anyway but the fact that you guys come to us and you want us to talk about it and you give us extra information to share with people is amazing. So I, I'm feeling a bit blessed on this front. Not only are we like, you know, having companies talk to us, we've got a very good community where people are talking to us. I've had a Florida man story or two passed to me to make me chuckle. I've been informed to get onto Reddit because I'm not part of the Reddit community because they reckon my my sick uh, humour will uh, thrive on there. Yeah, it's it's a lot of love in this community and I just want to say thank you. Before I get uh, mushier, be it. 2020 was a bust. It was an absolute shit show. I've, I've spent more time at home and I'm fed up with seeing, seeing uh, my walls. And I know you were exactly the same. Been teased with the option of going out, but we've all had to stick indoors, especially if you're Welsh. It has been more indoors than outdoors. It's a good thing we don't live in caves anymore. So what are your plans for 2021? So my my plans, Blood Bowl-wise, first off, I want to get more games played in person. I want to try and get one game a fortnight whether it's a league game, whether it's a friendly, whether that's going to an event and using six weeks worth of friendly games in one event in a day. I want to get at least 26 games in person next year. Failing that, I would like, hopefully, if the Blood Bowl 3 better works soon, or if it doesn't, I'll do it on Blood Bowl 2, I'd like to do a CCL season with a different team or different race every CCL season, just to learn different play styles. Gaming-wise, that's what I'm aiming for. Hobby-wise, I'd like to get all the teams I currently have painted up, and that includes the ones that I've got on order at the moment. So that includes the Conquistadors, uh, and that includes the Pongamese Vampires as well. So that would be finishing something like Six Dwarfs, finishing the Snotlings team, the Lizard Men team, the Black Oaks, the Undead team. Purchase-wise, I'd like to buy more teams, but I think the main aim would be a Blood Bowl case to carry things to and from games, rather than box that I'm using at the moment. But for me, it's, it's if we can get out and about, it'll be more games in person. It'll be chatting with more people in the community face-to-face, whether that's down Cardiff, whether it's Merthyr, whether it's travelling abroad, whether it's getting Tier 3 on tour, whatever that is. What about you, Jay? Well, I'm a simple man with uh, simple needs. I am. As long as I can play Blood Bowl, I'm well, happy. I, I, I could have told you you were simple. Oh, yeah, but they'd be Pop Kettle Black then, wouldn't it? Come on. <laughs> you, can't, you can't speak badly about me without speaking badly for yourself, wouldn't it? That's true. I'm hoping to get into the Cardiff scene a bit more with Blood Bowl on the tabletop down there because there's a lot of the Blood Bowl Wales guys down there. So hopefully a couple of games down there will help me up my game a bit better. One can hope. Yeah, I just I want to do that and I want to like give back to the club who have supported me from like the YouTube days and they, it's quite a few of them that listen to this as well who supported as well so i want to give back the club whether that's my time doing leagues whether that be a time to paint terrain from 
I want to do that a bit more. Talking about painting, throwing down a challenge to myself and my missus don't think I can do it. And I've kind of spoken to you about it, but I'm going to mention it to our community. And it's, mine is No Mini 2021. I look through my collection and I've got quite a bit of 40k I've picked up. I've got a few AOS. Well, i got a corn AOS army I need to finish. As well as i got a start of a death slash Ossiart Bone Reaper army that I've got to get done. Then I've got Warcry terrain and Warbands do as well as the Blood Bowl. So i got a feeling uh, you know, I've the Sheldon Chainsaw on the phone a lot more to uh, try and slide a couple of boxes down to him as well to try and ease the load. But the challenge is, the missus said, I couldn't last six months. It's going to be a challenge. And what I decided to do to try and help me is what I'm going to do at least once a week. I'm going to use Twitch as an excuse then to paint some miniatures, whether that's uh, spending an hour in the night painting and, you know, just people tune in just tell me to shift my ass, or like nobody turns up at all. I don't want to do it on YouTube, because the policies at the moment on YouTube are ridiculous, and I don't know whether anybody follows them. They've said now, even smaller channels there, they're going to put adverts on them, but the small content creators are not going to see the money. So they're going to run. The, so YouTube are going to use smaller channels to build up revenue, which I I think is a little bit shitty. Online, then I'm kind of hoping at some point in the year, hopefully before the beta, that I'll pick up an actual prop PC instead of my uh, my laptop. That I well, I think if I download Among Us, it might it might be on full blast. Everything being <laughs> put on that. It's it's great for do it's great for uh, word documents and editing, but but enough about uh, me and my woes on PS4 and wanting to be with the PC Master Race. We're gonna reach out to you guys now, and we're gonna ask. End of the show, show we tend to like to have a little bit of a an unwind, a little bit of daftness, considering we've spoken Blood Bowl for nearly an hour. We like doing the dull things like uh, the Florida Man stuff, but we're looking to integrate a little bit of hobby chat into it as well so i don't know whether that's something people would be interested in but if you've got any ideas for in the show perhaps we can alternate between doing hobby one month and viewer idea another month do you think that's a good idea Bied? i do i think it'd be be good to sort of showcase some of what our our community and our, our listeners are doing whether that's buying and painting new teams whether that's you telling us how you're getting on with events uh whether that's you telling us what events you're planning on hosting whether that's is just telling epic stories of what you've managed to achieve on Blood Bowl 2 or 3 online because we all have them. It'd be great just to sort of introduce a bit of that too, I think. And we'll be looking to bring on some interviews towards the end as well, just to show that we do interact with other podcasts and people in the community. We don't just talk amongst ourselves. So expect a few interviews coming in 2021 because I know I kept saying about a year and I wanted him on the show, but and I never had a chance to you know sit down and actually chat to him. So that's my fault. Hopefully I can chat to him next next year ian if you are listening i hope you uh will free up some time for me because i'm gonna tr- definitely try and free up some time to uh speak to you and i'll even give you the option of with or without beard in case you can't understand him because I, I struggle sometimes but <laughs> i'm just talking shit about you constantly now aren't i beard like being down a pub so we've uh begged our uh, audience now as well as everything else so i think it's time to properly end the show end 2020 florida man 2 even more florida oh yes you can't get much more florida than this buy one florida get five florida free can't even fucking buy them but they won't even give it away <laughs> Would you want to these assholes? 
That is a very good point. Fuck me. Florida man runs it. Is this true or false? Florida man accused of threatening grocery store employees with axe after being towed away mass. That's got to be true. That is fucking true. I wish I could show you the picture of this guy. He, he looks like a mask would be an fucking improvement on him. He's got he's got, a lot, he's got the Hulk Hogan haircut, but he looks like he's had a rough 29 years. Oh, he looks like he's had a long pep round, does he? Oh, fucking Looks like dad, dad and his brother are the same person, is it? And his cousin. Oof. Oh, fucking ganged up on him in the uh, shower. Number two. Florida woman arrested for threatening to get... Burger King sauce by any means necessary. Oh no, again, that one seems true. It is false. It was McDonald's. Oh, oh, oh that that was sneaky. That was sneaky. <laughs> I should have known by the fact it was Burger King sauce. There isn't <laughs> branded Burger King sauce. Oh uh, yeah, I know. I, re- I was wondering if you'd pick up on it. I should have said Taco Bell, shouldn't I, or something like that. Here we go. Florida man rescues puppy from jaws of alligator without dropping cigar. Now the cigar bits. The uh, the Florida folk know what a cigar is. Are classy well i don't think you would all cigars are classy they wouldn't buy cheap shit ones can't it it's probably more a case he didn't drop his six pack of beer go on i'll say that was true it is true and i was sent in by Gwilym owen who uh enlightened me on that one and i thought that was great he was in the telegraph cheers Gwilym. that was a, that was a good one was that that was uh that one could have been another another slip up on the old it happened but not quite yeah that was a good one i like that one florida man hangs giant roll of toilet paper in front yard kind of feel like there's more to that story really yeah just i'm saying that one's false it's actually true hmm. so yeah here we go man caught camping on Disney's Discovery Island says it was tropical paradise I want to say that one's true as well it is true Richard Maguire and he is banned from Walt Disney World property <laughs> blowing a hairdryer up your nose won't kill coronavirus despite what a Florida commissioner said see I feel like that could have been said by a Florida commissioner but I also feel like that could have been said by Trump the man who said drink bleach inject disinfectant in your veins so I'm going to say false I'm going to say something else said it but somebody did say something similar to it no it was actually a, commis- a commissioner did say it <sighs> doctors say home remedies could be dangerous no shit for all the woman text 911 asking for advice on how to file divorce police say that's gotta be true yes that is true I don't know what I'm, I'm not even gonna pretend on this one right this is just fucking the Florida woman who delivered porn filled easter eggs throughout her neighbourhood woman placed 400 pamphlets porn filled easter eggs in strangers mails boxes deputies say wow well, she really wanted to get her uh, owner page going, didn't she? Yeah. I just wonder what pe- what goes through these Florida people's heads. True or false? A Florida woman is selling a chicken tender shaped like a manatee for £5,000. See, manatees are known for being around the Florida area, so I'm going to say that's true. It, it is true. Yes, she's trying to cash in on a mouldy chicken tender. Florida deems WWE pro wrestling essential business amid coronavirus pandemic. True. As a wrestling fan, I know that's true because Vince McMahon has clearly bribed officials when all of the sports were, were told they were non-essential. I, I knew you'd jump on that one. Yep, because they continued filming from the NXT Performance Center and then they got the Amway Sports Center, which they now cast as the Thunderdome. So rather than having fans on, much like we do with the Britain Brain Trust, they get everybody with their webcams on and they have fans in in brackets in attendance with live reaction from their the seats of their own homes. But yeah, Vince has clearly uh, clearly put a few uh, few dollars in the pockets of a few commissioners there in Florida to get that through. Yeah, 
talking about that as well, like you said about the uh, live reactions, didn't people like, sign up for it and then they were put in like, like pictures of Hitler up? So they were like. There's been all sorts of stuff. You put your details down, it's done on a random lottery basis, but there's been like wrestlers from other promotions appear on there. There's been people who've put pictures of Hitler. There's been people who've like put like abusive signs up. There, there's been people who've tried all sorts of hacking on there. There's loads of stories about what's gone on, but yeah, it's, it's they, they're vetting a lot more now so that stuff like that doesn't happen yeah because i heard that uh, what was it tris benoit was seen three times in one night or something like that and uh, i think i think they found out he was on like 15 other webcams yep they avoided like quite a few uh chris benoit's appearances because they've they've basically they tried to make everyone forget about him haven't they they have as much as much as technically he was probably one of the best wrestlers of his generation and had he still been alive he would be in the hall of fame chris benoit was actually one of my favorite wrestlers before it happened and i was actually watching the pay-per-view of the weekend when it occurred because he was supposed to be in a ecw title match he was supposed to win the ecw title match uh, mm-hmm. and me and a friend of mine were sat watching it there were sort of like a couple of things through the night where commentary had said oh we've not heard from chris benoit we think there may be an incident at home we've heard he's not feeling so well so if you are watching chris cheer up we'll see you on like monday tapings you know monday live shows things like that and obviously it then transpired through the show that something had happened pretty sure it was cm punk maybe that went out and had the match in his place but yeah had he not done what he'd done i mean on the flip side yes it was a terrible tragedy i completely agree with that and not taking anything away from that but what a lot of sports including american football rugby football over in britain they've taken away a lot of ct and head trauma there's a wrestler chris nowinski who retired not long it was somewhere around that instantly retired with head injuries um and he's now become a neuroscientist and they've done a lot of research into concussions and that's why there's a lot of other wrestlers now as soon as they damage their head in any way whether they think there's some form of concussion they'll be pulled until they've been fully assessed there's a lot of talk in rugby in wales being national sport of wales about head injuries and the the after effects of but yeah i think vince has butted a few people up there he's put a few few dollars in somebody's pocket to keep them going and there's been a lot of tapings interrupted with covid there's wrestlers not being able to show up when they were advertised and so on but yeah it is what it is it is what it is and if you want to tune in to Beard's Wrestling Podcast as we've just given you a little snippet of what's the name of the podcast Beard? <laughs> I ain't got one going yet but if you if you want me to get one going so guys that's it that is the final show of 2020 because it's the final show it's December so I think it's about time that we wish everyone a Merry Christmas and I hope you get what you want and not what you deserve especially you Beard <laughs> I'd end up with nothing if I got what I deserved. Oh, I need to start a call fire. That's it. That, you know. But anyway, Merry Christmas from me. Merry Christmas from me. And don't forget, guys, we will see you in the new year. Back to our original trio. So don't forget, guys. Gotta say, I gotta say this now, Beard. This is the last one of uh, 2020. It's the last one. I'm, I'm ready. Let's do it. Tier one is for winners. Tier two is for players. But legends are born in tier three. Good night, guys. Good night.